0: my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode "Authoritarian Infections, Civil Insurrections, and Elite Abuse." That's right. We're coming back from our break, discussing things like PedoGate, this rising insurrection we see taking place as well as the authoritarian response that it is summoning dangerous days. We talk about a couple being under house arrest after testing positive for COVID-19, as well as the secret police running around, disappearing people. The Michigan government beginning to implant their state employees with implantable microchips, as well as Lolita Express, Jeffrey Epstein, and more a powerful sex cult being exposed in Italy. Yeah, this is a power-packed information transmission. We're coming back not so easy. <laughs> it's a literal trial by fire. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, you may have noticed that we don't have a Instagram live episode for you good people this week. That is because uh, well, you know what? We don't have an Instagram episode because of what we cover in this transmission i'll leave it at that and with that being said let's start the show oh real quick if you guys want to support this operation you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program vote with your dollars vote with your lifestyle and with that being said let's start the show Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1024, season 10, episode 24. I'm coming back from my break, not necessarily recharged or refocused or reconfigured, but I'm back from my break. That's what's important, right? You may have noticed that we didn't have a Instagram live this week. That's because Instagram wouldn't let us go live this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had posted about biometric tracking systems and payment systems being deployed on the poor people of Africa. Instagram said that goes against their community guidelines. We're unable to go live until August 8th. That's okay. Follow our backup pages, Freedoms Faction or Factions of Freedom or Paradox Radio, Noise Era, Fellowship and Freedom or find us on alternative platforms such as Minds.com, Valero, Holonis, uh, Gab. We're also on this new platform called Float. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah, let me talk about that being everywhere. Let me, let me briefly... I think it's a good thing that I was unable to go live on Instagram because it allows for me to talk to you guys about, you know, everything all in one sitting without all the fancy fluff, with the time constraint, and where there's no ranting allowed. Yeah, I think the easiest way for me to summarize it is, uh, while camping in the middle of the woods, hanging out with cows, you know? in the forest wherever I'm at I was sent a glorified wanted poster of me a Pokemon card that had my contact information that's right I got doxxed for that protest I went to back in September 2019 now this glorified wanted poster this Pokemon card that they sent out this is all to their Antifa networks right they're they're people that will talk about it in in the second segment But this was sent to me by a friend of mine from high school. I hadn't seen him since my freshman year. He says, please tell me you're not a protest suppressor. So I think what's crazy, you know, without going into the details of that is he sent it to me at 12 o'clock. What are you doing up in the middle of the night watching Antifa feeds uh, skulking around for your local, your local what? Remember, I got called a fascist. One of the signs at the protest said, hex your local fascist. And so my buddy sends this picture of me saying, hey, please tell me you're not a protest suppressor. And so in true fashion, what I decided to do is send him the episode we did, the breakdown we did, the local news article, the newscast, as well as the Medium.com article that the Antifa Chicago Network wrote about us doxing me. Yeah, I sent him all the information he needed to uh, and didn't hear back from him. So that happened during my break, and I think that's the best way to encapsulate it is that while being out in the middle of the woods, trying to disconnect, (laughs) not only from this, my life, (laughs) my work, well, all the stuff that's going on in my life, but I got, I I, I was unable to escape it, it came to me. And so that taught me a number of things that I'm sure I'll be able to explain in the oncoming oncoming weeks, Uh, but I think right now, that's the best way to put it into perspective for you guys. While camping, I've been out there for like two or three days. And then out of nowhere, I get this message. He sent it to me at 12 o'clock and I, I read it at four. Four in the morning. And now it's on point already, still fired up. You know, and it's, it's, it's just so, it's so emblematic of what's going on. You know, a friend of mine searching feeds, aware of me. Decides to go with the narrative that he's being told instead of looking at who I've become over the time frame. You know, look, doing his own research. Antifa didn't even do their research whenever they wrote that doxing article. <laughs> they they got their numbers all mixed up. And so I think what I'm trying to say is we're we're, we're seeing such organization and militarization on the other side that we have no other option other than get or other than to get organized. You see. I took two weeks off, guys. Uh, I took two weeks off and basically embracing being a scumbag. You know, I didn't, uh, I, didn't I, t- I tried not to skulk through the feeds. I tried not to get uh, too deep, too political, too involved. I basically turned off my phone, didn't really answer texts or messages. I had to post a few, a few promos, you know, for a few other things. But for the most part, I tried to disconnect. I had jokingly told people, you know, I'm getting programmed today. I, I, I even got into the, uh, the hysteria and wore my mask. I didn't shame anybody. You know, that would have been an experience. But no, you know, I, uh, I didn't do anything. I turned the flame down. And in doing so, I felt so, I, I felt so, I really did feel so disconnected. Uh, kinda, it it, it, it kind of felt like, it felt like I was lying to myself. Willful ignorance is a real thing. That's what I chose. Actively distracted. That's what I became. I, I, I chose my ADD. I chose to become actively distracted on, uh, <laughs> on, on, on things. And what's crazy is this was the mantra I had throughout the entire break, is it takes a lot of energy to chill. It takes a lot of energy to turn off the news, to play video games, to talk about the weather, to... Act like what's happening to society isn't happening. It it takes a lot, of, a, a lot of energy to be ignorant, man. And that is truly astonishing. It truly is. And so I, I said this on the Instagram, on our Factions of Freedom Instagram page before they shut us down, uh, that I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to amass over here. It doesn't seem like it because we show up week after week fighting the same battle somewhat uh, in different ways, you know, same sh- different day. I know it seems like that, but you got to think about the inches we've made. This is not a fight that's going to end anytime soon. This isn't something that's going to be over whenever somebody's elected or whenever somebody's deposed. This isn't that. This is something that's going to be ongoing. And so you've got to make your own rewards. You've got to make your own achievements, your own goals, you've got to see that. And gang, ladies and gentlemen, we have. We've come a far way. I I talk about six to seven years like it's nothing. But look at what we've been able to accomplish. Exclusive members, I am beyond humbled by what you've allowed for me to do. And we'll talk more about this in the second segment when we begin to break down what's happened with the corporate cultural revolution and why it's important for you guys to begin to support an operation such as our own so we can begin to lift up others in this fight for freedom and individuality. There's a lot of different things that we're able to do. And I'm only able to spend so much time with you great people. And it's hard to detach myself from these issues to become the vessel to deliver the information. It becomes very hard to separate that. But it's because I truly do care. I feel compelled to do this type of work given the amount of things that that we're facing right now. I don't really think that there's anything else for us to do. So to kind of summarize everything and to get into the topics and the show with you guys, it was a fantastic break. I did miss you guys. (laughs) I really did, I, uh, I, w- I was able to see family, I was able to see friends, I was able to go see nature, uh, rescue a puppy, you know, I did a lot of different things, man, I wish I had more time to go fishing and, and hunting, you know, definitely went shooting, <laughs> I'd have a lot more shooting to do coming up, but I had a fantastic time taking a break, I think it just really put it into perspective how much I'm doing, uh, and why it's important to take a break sometimes and smell the roses. Because this is the house that you guys built, I think I just get so focused on the work that I don't ever take the time to appreciate the details, you know, to appreciate the guests that we have on, to appreciate the people that are in our life. I know I talk about it, but actually being in it is in something is something different. So, uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for 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 allowing me me in your life, uh, allowing me to be able to take a break when upwards of Half of America isn't isn't working. We're going through the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is a this is a heartfelt thank you. And I'm actually generally frustrated that Instagram took it from us. But I think if anything, this was God's way of saying this is all the more reason why you need to build your own system, because if you think they'll take this away, your heartfelt thank yous and salutations your gratuity speeches, imagine the amount of work that they'll take from you if you don't build something new. And that's why we have to do the work. That's why we have to build something new. And that's why we don't get breaks. It's because it's for everyone else that we're building this. And with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to the show. Two weeks went by. I didn't keep an archive of the information and the things that happened, the things that took place. I didn't want to. I knew it was going to get worse. We went from being uh, uh, terrorized and traumatized by this virus to becoming polarized over uh, George Floyd's funeral and Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, Antifa's Seattle uh, Chop Zone. We became instantly polarized by all these things. I knew it was going to happen. Escalation. It's the only thing that could happen. But now we see something even more dangerous happening. Now we see, as I said before, the infection of authoritarianism right here. Couple under house arrest after testing positive for coronavirus in Kentucky. This is put up by Nima Harris on News Punch, July 20th. It says a Kentucky couple has been placed under house arrest and made to wear ankle monitor, ankle monitors after the tested positive for, co- for coronavirus and refused to sign a self-quarantine order, according to multiple reports. Let's take a listen.
1: They were put on house arrest and forced to wear ankle monitors. They say this happened after they refused to sign self-quarantine papers. Now, the woman said she wasn't showing signs, but she got tested for COVID-19 before she visited family. Well, her test came back positive. She says the health department contacted her and requested she sign documents agreeing to call them any time she left her house. She didn't sign the documents, so the sheriff's department and the health department showed up at her door with orders for her and her husband to wear ankle monitors. The couple says they never denied self-quarantining that's exactly what the um director of the public health department had told the judge that i was refusing this self quarantine because of this and i'm like that's not the case at all i never said that the woman says she didn't sign the form because she just didn't agree with the wording of the document. She said if she needed to go to the ER or the hospital, she wasn't going to wait for approval. They were put on house.
0: Post- wasn't going to wait for approval. I do not blame her. Elizabeth and Isaiah Lynn Scott said authorities from the health department and sheriff's office showed up at their home in Radcliffe, Kentucky, on Thursday because she refused to sign the order. The Mail Online reports that the woman had voluntarily tested for COVID-19 before going to visit her parents out of the state and found she was positive but without symptoms. She was told to sign a self-quarantine order that restricted the family to their home unless she first contacted the Hardin Hardin County Health Department, WTV reported. Elizabeth said she declined to sign the order because it meant that she would have to wait and contact officials before seeking urgent medical treatment if she became very sick with the deadly virus. My part was, if I have to go to the ER, and this is what uh, Elizabeth said, she said, My part was, if I have to go to the ER, if I have to go to the hospital, I'm not going to wait to get approval to go, she said. A spokesperson, a spokesperson from the Hardin County Health Department was not immediately available when the DailyMail.com reached out for a comment. Elizabeth recalled that she had gotten herself tested for COVID-19 as a precaution before going to visit her parents and other family. Imagine, if you will... Ladies and gentlemen, imagine only for a second, if you will, a virus so deadly that you have to get tested to see if you have it. A virus so lethal that you have to uh, wait in line to see if you contracted it with other probably well-meaning and healthy, able-bodied individuals. Imagine that. Check this out. Florida state health official or officer can order, quote, individuals to be examined, tested, vaccinated, treated, isolated, or quarantined for COVID-19. This is written by Shepard Ambellis of IntelliHub. They put this on July 20th. And think about this. You're asking healthy people to make themselves sick. You're asking healthy people to come into contact with potentially sick people and hoping that those, those healthy people... Don't get sick. But if they do, oh, well, don't worry. You're going to throw them in with the even larger batch of sick people and try to take care of them. Let's read this real quick. It says that the Florida State Health Officer and Surgeon General can order any individual or any family member who has come into contact with an individual who was violated a self-isolation or self-quarantine order by failing to remain in the confines of the address listed on the order for a 14-day period. Such unconstitutional snatch and grabs of American citizens have become the new norm under the current COVID-19 national emergency and have fast-tracked our path to tyranny in this once great nation. It says, quote, pursuant to Executive Order 2080 and the Florida Department of Public Health declaration of a a public health emergency, the state health officer and surgeon general can order any individual to be examined, tested, vaccinated, treated, isolated, and quarantined for COVID-19. The order states... Additionally, the state has made it a crime to not fill out and sign an isolation form, as pointed out by Twitter user Lisa Loves Shells. She says that, quote, it's a crime for not filling out a form. Mandatory vaccinations, though, we don't have one yet. They throw you into isolation? Where? Where? This is H.R. 6666. Writ large. That's the crazy thing. H.R. 6666 six ticks. Being able to snatch and grab people. This is contact tracing. You see, this is why they let things open. This is why they let us go out there. And now you hear them saying, oh, looks like we're going to have to have more people get sick so we can get herd immunity. What's happening right now is the technocratic takeover of society. There is a, a a groundbreaking video that happened over the time that we were gone during that break. Uh, we were unable to repost it but an individual getting snatched off of the middle of the street. Secret police-style stuff. Dissidents, subversives being disappeared. I have a problem with that. I also have a problem with the destabilization that's going on out there in the streets. We'll talk more about that in the second segment. But I have a problem with this authoritarian infection. This is dangerous. You see, especially whenever a lot of these, these, these these tests end up becoming false positives. This was another thing that came out again this week, not the fact that they're miscounting cases and not the fact that they're making up numbers, but that right here, Connecticut state lab finds that 90 false positives out of 144 coronavirus tests administered in mid June. They found that 90 out of 144 tests were false positive so what happens when you start, to, you, you start disappearing people on false positives? We have rights. People have rights. Let me read a little bit of this, and I'm going to play this clip for you guys of HR 6666, the Bill of the Beast. Uh, but this article comes from The Natural Blaze. They put it up Ju- July 22nd. It says 90 people in the state of Connecticut were found, to have, were found to actually have been negative for coronavirus after receiving positive tests, MSN reported on Tuesday. The State Department's Public Health said that its state liber- laboratory found a, quote, flaw in one of its testing systems and that 90 of 144 people who were tested for the virus between June 15th and June 17th received false positive tests. 161 sp- specimens were collected, and a total of 91 of those showed false positives. Many of those who received the false positive tests were nursing home residents. So, so my question is, what are, you the, what are they doing? Who, how, are you, how are these people, con- what is the metric? What are these people looking for? They're looking for bloodlines. You know, even before coming on to the show, I got a, I got a notification on the iPad. It said, hey, EJ, guess what? I said, what iPad? It says, you can go to your local Walgreens and get drive-through testing. I'm like, oh my gosh, gosh golly, really? My local Walgreens wants my DNA? That's kind of frightening. Anyway, look at this. Uh, this comes from B and Frank over there at the activist Post, which reposted at SHTF plan on July 23rd it says untested man informed by state department that he's ha- that he's COVID-19 positive. He was untested. How are you going to contact him and say, guess what? You're COVID-19 positive. And then what happens? You get disappeared. You see how dangerous this is. You see what I mean by the, by, by the authoritarian infection. Let me play for you real quick this uh, video by Greg Reese over there at uh, Bandai Video talking about the Nationwide Contact Tracing and Quarantine Program, also known as HR6666.
1: The World Health Organization recommended forcibly removing family members from their homes and putting them in quarantine.
2: Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them in a a safe and dignified manner.
1: Queen Elizabeth seemed to be echoing this idea to the UK. It reminds me of the very first broadcast I made in 1940, by my sister. We as children spoke from here at Windsor to children who had been evacuated from their homes and sent away for their own safety. Today, once again, many will feel a painful sense of separation from their loved ones. But now as then, we know deep down that it is the right thing to do. Bill Gates has been pushing the idea of tracking people with digital tattoos, and Mike Microsoft was recently granted patent number 060606 for a crypto. Surveillance system connected to the human body. Now enter HR 6666 to authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID 19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and, as necessary, at individuals' residences. For other purposes, on May 1st of 2020, Illinois Congressman Bobby Rush introduced H.R. 6666. This act is essentially setting up a nationwide contact tracing and quarantine program run by Big Pharma. Section two, COVID-19 testing and contact tracing using mobile health units will allow Bill Gates loyalist Alex Azar in the CDC. To fund eligible entities to conduct tests, trace, and monitor the contacts of infected individuals and to support the quarantine of these contacts via mobile health units. Who are the eligible entities qualified to receive this funding? Health centers. Organizations, high schools, and anyone else that Alex Azar deems eligible. The amount of taxpayer dollars being asked for to trace the public and force quarantines is $100 billion for 2020 alone, and whatever may be necessary as long as the emergency period continues. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese.
0: so check that out. So check that out. HR 6666. You got them disappearing people, basically off of false positive tests, trying to, trying to come up with an infrastructure and a system to test people because they still don't have it. This is, COVID-19 has become the literal reason for these medical authoritarians to get away with so much that people are blindly following it. I have a story coming up right after this, because uh, I want to say something about uh, you know the hysteria that's going on, the mask shaming. A story coming up with a man being shot for not wearing a mask. This is this is the insanity that's going on. So while you have lunatics out here in the social world basically adopting this petty authoritarian mindset, thinking that they are allowed to tell you what to do, you have actual authoritarians creating a system that enables. This type of world that enables this type of lifestyle. It's truly insane. But that's what I'm saying. Authoritarian infections. People are going along because it's not that they don't want to rock the boat. They're afraid of fighting back. They're afraid of thinking for themselves. And I think that's the most dangerous part. uh, But here, let me get this story up for you guys. It comes from the Free Thought Project. It says, elderly man shot dead by police after refusing to wear a mask in a grocery store. That's where we're at at this point. A 73-year-old man's decision to not wear a mask in a grocery store set off a chain of events leading to his untimely death at the hands of police. You know, I wanted to talk about my gut check moment of going to the gym and saying, you know what, I'm going to have to cancel my membership or put it on pause because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wear the, the. I'm not gonna do the chicken dance. I'm sorry, but this this encapsulates the the hysteria. This is this is what it's all about. People have. People are so lost. People feel like they want to be such a part of something that they've gotten into this. Remember those Snapchat filters a couple years ago, two years ago, all you people trying to look cute wearing filtered masks? I bet you don't feel so cute. Now, let me get into this. This is by Matt Agarist over there at the Free Thought Project. They put this on July 20th. And it says that the debate over the face masks during the COVID-19 pandemic has torn friendships apart, pitted family members against each other, and even led to an innocent bus driver being beaten to death in France by a group of thugs who became angry when he said that it was the law that they put on their masks. Now a 73-year-old man has been killed after an incident sparked from a mask dispute. This time, it was the mask refuser on the end of the violence. According to police, they were called out to the Value Mart in Minden, Ontario, just after 8 a.m. last Wednesday because an elderly man wanted to shop without wearing his mask. It is unclear at this point whether or not the man had a medical condition which prevented him from wearing a mask. What is clear, however, is that his choice not to wear one, would set off a chain of events leading to his untimely death at the hands of police. Quote, When I got here, everyone was talking about it. Deanna Francis, a worker at the Value Martin Minden, said, Quote, My co-workers were a little bit shaken up. Yes. Quote, I guess he just got angry and didn't want to. We couldn't really deal with that ourselves because it's really against the rules, so we had to call the police and everything, Francis said. Police say that after the store employees confronted the man for not wearing a mask, he allegedly assaulted one of the employees before driving away. According to police, officers tried to stop the suspect's car, but they refrained, quote, in the interest of public safety before doing a follow-up investigation, Sergeant Jason Foles said. A CBC report, or as CBC reports, Ontario's Special Investigations Unit said the man drove away and an officer saw the car and started following it for a short while. Based on the license plate, officers made their way to a home in Indian Point Road, the SIU said. When the two police officers arrived at the man's home, an interaction unfolded and the two officers opened fire on the 73-year-old man, according to authorities. The man was shot three hours after he refused to wear a mask and he was dead. And as one commenter says right here, KK Dahls says that the death certificate will probably read COVID-19. This is the upside down world that we're in where logic and truth and reason have been thrown right out of the window. This is insanity. I mean, you would think with all this defund the police stuff, this, this cop would maybe, maybe have made a better decision to do so, but again, this is the upside down world we live in. I wish I could say I'm surprised, but again, it doesn't make sense you know, the same way that I'm able to read to you guys right now, you know, that 90 out of 144 false positive COVID-19 tests are getting people dis- uh, disappeared is the same way that in Canada, more of this lunacy is happening right here. A father who believes that COVID-19 is a scam, dimmick has lost custody of his child. This is put up by Signs of the Time on July 20th, and I think you know where this is going to go. Not that pedophiles aren't going to be exposed. We'll talk about that in the third segment. Not that there aren't illegal Im- or, or, or immigrant children coming here. No, the system still needs more children. Let's get into this. It says watching people fight against having to wear masks or otherwise abide by legitimate public health guidelines and you have to wonder about their poor children. Who's protecting this from this insanity? Well, at least Ontario's family court is taking a dim view of separated parents who aren't acting in the best interest of their kids. In the latest case... A Toronto mother has won interim sole custody of her child and $16,500 in legal costs after a judge issued a scathing ruling against the father for dismissing COVID-19 as a scam dimmock. Quote, I am concerned about the respondents' refusal to take seriously the advice and guidance of experts, and particularly medical experts, when making decisions. Noted Ontario Superior Court Justice Jasmine Acabrali in a ruling last week. Quote, During a pandemic, that the respondent refuses to acknowledge is anything more than a scam-demic. It is in the child's best interest that the decisions about their health, schooling, and extracurricular activities be made by the parent who accepts the public health concerns presented by the pandemic. The identities of the, people, of the, the, identities of the parents and the child are covered by a court-imposed publication ban. While admitting he's a loving father, the mother went to court after becoming concerned her ex was endangering their child and other family members by attending large rallies protesting government measures taken around the COVID-19 pandemic. So, because you're protesting, your significant other could say he is endangering my child's life. He thinks this COVID-19 thing is a scam dimmick. gotcha. Got gotcha, you right there this is just so crazy to me you know because this is this is creating the narrative for uh mandatory vaccinations. I think everybody can see it the, the 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 wily nature of all of this is definitely creating the landscape for us to have that discussion over mandatory vaccinations and more. I think people can gradually see the splitting of society that's taking place. you see. And if I could ever slow down enough to write down some of the thoughts that I'm, I, I, I'm trying to explain about this shift in society to where we kind of have to let some of these, these major corporations go, some of this culture go, a lot of the freedoms and amenities that we've had, they're going to be gone, they're going to be taken gradually from us. We need to begin having that discussion and creating something different. From, 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 uh, from cities to counties to towns to state, local, and federal. Man, there's all kinds of different things that we need to do, but sitting here taking these, these hits, becoming reactionary in our response, that's what's making us lose, lose ground. It's two steps forward, one step back. Check this out right here. Texas County warrants positive residents must stay at home or face prosecution. So just like in Kentucky... You could face prosecution. You could get fined for going outside. I'm only going to read a little bit of this, uh, and then we're going to get into uh, something a little bit more interesting, or at least more of the same. Uh, the National Guard are beginning to relocate COVID-19 pe- people, cases that are positive, to quarantine facilities, FEMA camps. So let's say let's let's say that because you've had a false positive. You actually don't have COVID. They misdiagnosed you. You're still going out there. They're going to quarantine you or prosecute you or throw you in jail. All off of a false diagnosis that nobody's able really to, 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 to tap down. This comes from the Judge Report feed. We put this up July 20th. It says, during the coronavirus pandemic, the Houston Methodist Emergency Department separates people by symptoms after they are temperature checked at the entrance. The COVID-19 surge in rural Texas has escalated into a deepening public health crisis for Hidalgo County, where officials issued an order Sunday requiring those who test positive for the virus to not leave home for 14 days under the threat of criminal prosecution. On Sunday evening, Hidalgo County officials addressed the public in a Facebook Live event, asking the public to please heed the warning. Hidalgo County reported 1,320 new cases of COVID-19 and 17 deaths on Sunday. So we're having that come back. They're bringing back COVID-19. Because again, COVID-19 has been used as the pretext to, to, to create such an authoritarian power grab that I don't really think people know what to do. We're having to have these conversations on alternative platforms because we're centered on mainstream platforms now. We're having to actually dig into law books and figure out what, 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 what our rights are. Are these mandates? Are, do, we have to, do we have to abide by these things? We are aggressively being uh, thrown into the wood chipper, trying to figure out what our rights are. Check this out. Traveling to New York. Expect to have a papers, please, encounter with coronavirus contact tracers. That's right. They want to... They, they, they. This is a part of that new normal. Where they want you to realize that you're being tracked, you're being traced, you're being monitored, you're being followed, you're being judged 24-7. All under the guise of medical health care, of humanitarianism. They care for you. Can't you feel uh, mommy media and daddy government? Can't you feel big brother trying to love you? This comes from Patriot Rising. They put this up July 21st. It says New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, whose Twitter page still has an image of him riding on a float as at a previous year's pride parade, has issued an emergency health order that states all travelers to the Empire State from other states will need to, quote, provide their contact information upon arrival to contact tracers. And I told you guys this, that a buddy of mine, a a friend of the show, he also did some traveling, and he said, you know... Now that I think about it, I did go down to a restaurant over there uh, in the south in Louisiana. And whenever we sat in there, they asked us for our information. And I thought, wow, that's kind of strange. And then I had to go get the the car, one of my cars serviced the other day. And thank God I did it all online because if I had actually gone in there and ordered their services there and talked with the guy there, he said, hey, we would have had to contact Tracy, bud. If 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 you wanted to use the if you wanted to use the bathroom if you wanted to have water if you wanted to walk around our facilities if you actually you and did what you did here we would have had to contact trace you and get your information but because this was all done over li- online we kind of anticipated you and so here I am thinking what what the heck's going on did I get contact trace did I get cleared I haven't gotten a knock at the door yet thank God. But how is this going to work? Let's get get back into this article. Uh, It says that uh, in in an alleged effort to stymie the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, Cuomo is ordering that all out-of-state travelers, quote, from designated high-COVID states must comply with high demand or else, quote, receive a summons with a $2,000 fine. Quote, we're serious about enforcing quarantine, Cuomo concluded, apparently deaf to the tone of his authoritarian decree. As is being reported, New York City saw its first 24-hour period with no new cases of the COVID-19 virus the other day, uh, which would seem to imply that now is the time to end the lockdowns. But this is not what is happening, thanks to Cuomo. Instead of reopening the city and getting its economy going once again, Cuomo is instead pushing for more quarantines and more lockdowns, deterring travelers from coming to the city under the threat that they will be told, quote, papers, please, before being allowed to answer. Keep in mind that the same day Cuomo made this announcement is when the New York City mayor's office tweeted that no new, no new Wuhan coronavirus cases had been detected in the 24 hours prior. Mayor Bill de Blasio even gave a press conference announcing the good news. So, will Andrew Cuomo be prosecuted for nursing home gate? Doubt it. Doubt it. But you see, if you ask me, one of the reasons why they're trying to keep people in their states right, is because it's it's hard to pull the same the same trick with somebody who's not used to your bull crap. Like, Cuomo can do this type of stuff the same way that M- Michelle Luann Grisham can do these types of things here because we're used to her rhetoric. But you get out-of-towners, out-of-staters coming in, seeing the magic show. They're going to say, hey, this guy's full of crap. What are you doing entertaining this? They lock down states in different counties. You're able to begin you're able to, again, attack them at a cultural level, manipulate them, isolate them instead of exposing them, you see. And whenever they're exposed, they can have other opinions. It's just like with the internet, but now they're trying to censor entire towns, entire states. That's what I mean by the authoritarian infection. And so to begin to close out this segment, I have one final article I'd like to bring up that kind of just boggles my mind. And I know we've been talking about it throughout the entirety of the, of the transmission, but it's just, it, it, it's just crazy to think that we are here. Crazy to think that uh, we're at this point, but it says that uh national guard begins relocating positive COVID-19 cases to quarantine facilities. I'm trying to get the article up for you guys. Uh, (laughs) quarantine isolation facility. This is nuts to me. Uh, Could you imagine getting a knock on your door saying, hey, uh, we don't know how, but you tested positive for COVID-19. We're going to have to have you come with us. We put this up July 22nd. It comes from Signs of the Time via THV 11. It says National Guard begins relocating positive COVID-19 cases to quarantine isolation facility. And this is being done by a Republican-controlled state. Arkansas National Guard medics are gearing up to help staff quarantine, help staff a quarantine isolation facility. Uh, Thursday, the Arkansas Department of Health shared more info about its run and its purpose. "Quote: We've signed up to do this job, and it's just everything that we wanted to do," Arkansas National Guard Private First Class Bailey Hill said. Starting next week. 14 Arkansas National Guardsmen will be assisting with the only quarantine isolation facility in the state. Quote, we have become, or we have come in basically to assist the staff that is already there. We are providing patient care. We're providing meals to patients, He-Lay said. Uh, They'll help with everything from supplying clothing and doing laundry to providing three meals a day and monitoring patients' health. Quote, we're just there. We're always ready to go. It's mainly just to help out with the community, just to help anywhere that, that we can in the state. The Arkansas Department of Health said that the facility was opened in a disclosed location at the end of March as a way to help people who don't have options to isolate. Quote, if if they are homeless, we provide an opportunity to stay at the facility and do isolation during the quarantine period. Also, it means that it's meant for people who are living in a multi-generational house setting. Dr. Aparathai Balai with the ADH said, there are 29 rooms in the facility and there are no costs to the patient's. It's, a, it's not a hospital, but doctors and medics do monitor people's conditions to ensure they're healthy before returning them to society. If they are individuals, we will put them in a private room. If they are family members, a couple of them, we will put them in a room, in one room, so they all have their own bathrooms and TV and all the amenities that they need, Dr. Bala said. An ADH spokesperson said that they've provided information to all state hospitals on the facility, as well as homeless shelters. That article literally sounds like propaganda. It sounds like <laughs> sounds like that video we played back whenever coronavirus first hit of all those people in that quarantine isolation facility doing their exercises. That's what that article sounded like to me. Hey, this is a good thing. If you have coronavirus, don't worry. The government will take care of you. Oh, you don't have health care? That's great. Let the military come in and just take you to this quarantine isolation facility and it'll be all right. I guess just with everything going on these days, I'm highly skeptical. A lot of people can get disappeared, and that's the point. Government is not your friend. This is not a solution, and we should be weary of what's on the other side. But speaking of what's on the other side, we're going to be talking about these civil insurrections that are taking place, this destabilization campaign, this rolling coup that you see happening here in America. We'll be back with this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. by fire right (laughs) yeah first day back I get a post deleted for talking about what biometric systems and payment systems being deployed on the people of Africa and then the following day it's like hey no because you posted that thing on Monday you're not going to be able to go live on Tuesday better yet you're not going to be able to go live for at least two weeks Vato you better check yourself Draw by fire welcome back (laughs) <laughs> you know, um there is there's 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 obviously a lot of stuff for us to do and a lot of stuff for us to cover. You know, but um we're, we're never going to get it all done. So, embrace that and realize there's so much work to get done. You make your own achievements. You got to count your own losses and, and 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 check your own wins and you'll you'll be all right. Trial by fire. <laughs> Welcome back. We're gonna be talking about the destabilization that's taking place nationwide. Better yet, worldwide. We talked about this at the start of the show, at the start of the year. How uh, the entire world is expected to see forty percent of an increase in civil unrest, and they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. You know, we just went through state by state all kinds of different things that are happening with uh, COVID-19 and how this is affecting people. How we have been infected with this. And because we see such crazy things happening with that social issue, it's gaslighting other parts of society to just, just flare. This is what I was saying before. The lawlessness will summon the authoritarianism. And we're beginning to see some of this lawlessness whenever people are violating the social contract, mass shaming you, engaging in this hysteria, wanting to be validated in their delusional thinking. This is, again, that lawlessness. There's no respect. There's more of that tolerance crap. You get me? Let me play real quick for you guys a video of one of the protesters or the rioters the the activists who said recently we need to abolish america as we know it she she didn't she wasn't cute about it she was like no borders no walls no usa at all she wasn't cute she didn't say none of that she said we need to abolish america as we know it there's no like in like we said before. There's no illegal person on stolen land. We need to abolish America as we know it. We need to get rid of this. And so this is marxism. This is what I mean by these ra- by these not racists but e-racists. And I just find it so crazy that this is this is where we're at now at 2020. I remember saying, "Be an American as you be, an, be American as you can for as long as you can," because they're trying to take it away from you. And I don't mean by COVID nineteen; I mean other people. There's a lot of different things happening on the on the social scale, on the political spectrum, and so much more. But here, uh, let me play for you guys this quick clip, and then we'll continue on. This is uh, Lillis Sinclair out there in Portland, talking about uh, the abolition of the United States as we know it. Hi everyone. As many of you know, my name is Willis
1: Sinclair. I'm an Afro-Indigenous non-binary local organizer here in Brooklyn, organizing for the abolition of not just the militarized in state, but also the United States as we know. I want to make sure that while we are standing here on
0: What's so crazy is just all those like, all those labels. The of not
1: just the state, the States,
0: and what's again, just what's so crazy? There's a priest right behind her, and she's saying, "I'm a non-binary cisgender," saying these things. I just think it's crazy. Just the the there's a whole culture and a whole language based around just the destruction of America. It's not like they're creating their own culture. It's based on hating and destroying the culture, not coming up with something new that like picks up off of it and says, Hey, this was, you did a great job. Let me take it even farther. It's like, no, you did a horrible job. Let me show you how to do it. This is crazy because none of these people None of these people are actually offering real opportunity to anyone else. They're not creating jobs. They're not creating a system of empowerment. We're just getting off hating on other people doing things. That's 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 not enlightenment. That's not woke. That's not success. That's not progress. That's degeneracy. That's the dev- devolution evolution. If you if you want something, uh, you know. Let me get into this. Uh, We put this up July 20th. It comes from Tim Brown over there at Sons of Liberty Media. It says Portland riot organizer claims the mission is the, quote, abolition of the United States as we know it. This is another thing that we heard with Black Lives Matter as well, that one of their main goals is the destruction of the nuclear family. And I'm thinking, good Lord, where else have I heard this? Communism, Marxism, the destruction of the nuclear household. But now, eh, let's get into this. Quote, it's talking, I'm getting fired up. It says, it's not like we haven't been saying that this is what these people are all about. And look, you don't have to wait for Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton pres- presidency to see it, that it's taking place. It's happening underneath the Trump administration. This riot organizer in Portland, Oregon, isn't being arrested. She's being allowed to invite the people to insurrection with clear and unadulterated treason on her lips. Cass- Cassandra Fairbanks reports, a Portland riot organizer gained massive applause after saying their mission is the, quote, abolition of the United States as we know it and refer to our nation as stolen land. Lilith Sinclair could barely contain her excitement at the cheers when she announced herself as an Afro indigenous non-binary protest organizer on Friday. During her speech, she said that she is working towards, quote, not just the abolition of the police state, but also the United States as we know it. She went on to claim that they were standing on stolen land, which, of course, is not the case. The land was conquered and purchased. Following her speech, rioters violently attempted to barricade federal officers inside the Portland Federal Courthouse and Justice Center while launching explosives at the building. They also allegedly tied a man to allegedly tied a man to a fence and beat him and held a street preacher at gunpoint before brutalizing him and physically removing him from their protest, according to a witness at the at the scene who spoke to the live streamers. Liberals and some of the more media focused organizers have repeatedly claimed that the Black Lives Matter riot's goal is to simply end the police brutality. While most of us knew that these knew that was it these Marcus's only agenda this woman just let the mask slip on what those of us paying attention already knew there have been now 50 straight nights of riding in portland to be fair the only stolen land has been stolen by the feds in taking land that they did not acquire constitutionally and i'm all for taking it back i'm also against the military the militarization of the police as well it's not their job to be the military i, I agree that's actually the citizen militia's job and they are to enforce the laws as well under our constitution uh, but continuing on it says that the question should be asked of this young woman is what kind of america is she looking for is it a return to a constitutional republic with the foundation on the bible then i would support that but one has to wonder if what she is really after is more socialism more communism and more tyranny yeah what kind of uh, you know what 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 kind of America, what kind of world? What kind of world? Violence, destabilization, hatred, coercion, manipulation. It's like, what is this? This is not something I want to be a part of. Speaking of stuff that's going on, (laughs) right here, Seattle protesters smash Amazon, Starbucks, Walgreens, and riot videos. I'm not surprised. I mean, really. You know, this is a, these are all places they probably go. This is all places like Antifa type people would go. Amazon, Starbucks, and Walgreens. Are you kidding me? These guys have insurance money out the yin yang. And now you can get all these different corporations, Amazon, Walgreens, and Starbucks to virtue signal that they're with the cause. This isn't, this isn't, you see what I'm saying? This isn't a real revolution. These are spoiled people who, are, who have a phone, who get applause, who are doing these types of things, trying to cause chaos. They, got, they have nothing else to do. The country's been shut down. There is no more school. All of the world is a stage. Let me read a little bit of this, and then we'll, uh, we'll continue on. We put this up July 21st. It comes from Signs of the Times. It says, a peaceful protest in Seattle turned violent when some demonstrators vandalized government buildings and ransacked businesses, including an Amazon Go store and a Starbucks. The Seattle Police Department said in a news release that that two people were arrested and at least a dozen officers were injured on Sunday. Protesters shouted, no justice, no peace, and called for the Seattle Police Department to be defunded as they marched in the streets. In a post on Twitter, police said that the demonstrators left behind a, quote, trail of property destruction. They added, quote, these are criminal acts, not peaceful protests. In a press release, the police department said that the protests had started peacefully in Westlake Park in downtown Seattle at 1030 a.m., but around three hours later, a second group showed up carrying baseball bats and started marching south on Fifth Avenue. Police reported broken windows, vandalized buildings, and looted businesses on the protesters' march route. The Seattle Police Headquarters and the Seattle Municipal Court were among the buildings vandalized. Videos on social media showed an Amazon Go store, a Walgreens, and a Starbucks among the businesses that were damaged and looted. Last week, Protesters called for a boycott of Starbucks and called for the company to stop donating to the Seattle Police Department Foundation. Uh, Police added that it, quote, appeared to be a very concerted effort at property damage of certain businesses and government facilities, because that's what you want. Follow the money. Follow the money. Who's allowing for this to take place? You see, that's what I mean by this corporate global communist revolution that's taking place. And because we're seeing this again, rolling coup, this ongoing destabilization, you have this right here. Bam. Trump announces the DOJ will quote, surge federal law enforcement to Chicago as well as Albuquerque. since so President Trump announced on Wednesday a surge of federal law enforcement into Chicago, Illinois, and Albuquerque, New Mexico as part of efforts to combat a recent wave of violent crime in those cities and restore public safety. I'm out here in Albuquerque. We're not that violent. I don't think we're as violent as Chicago, at least. But here, let's take a listen and then we'll continue on.
2: The citizens of Chicago are citizens of America, and they have the same right as every other American to live in safety, dignity, and peace. No mother should ever have to cradle her dead child in her arms simply because politicians refuse to do what is necessary to secure their neighborhood and to secure their city. Every American, no matter their income, their race, or their zip code, should be able to walk their city streets free from violence and free from fear. For this reason today, I am announcing that the Department of Justice will immediately surge federal law enforcement. To the city of Chicago. The FBI, ATF, DEA, U.S. Marshal Service, and Homeland Security will together be sending hundreds of skilled law enforcement officers to Chicago to help drive down violent crime. And murderers and violent criminals are breaking a wide range of federal laws. We have that. It's as wide as it can be. We will find them, arrest them, and prosecute them. They will be in jail for many years to come. And we will work with local police to identify violations of state and local laws to help ensure that offenders are caught in jailed for their crimes.
0: Hmm. So because of, again, the ongoing destabilization that's taking place, federal law enforcement officers are being deployed to, to major cities says the announcement presents an expansion of, of, the, of a Justice Department program known as Operation Legend to stem the spike in violent crimes across the country. Operation Legend, named after a four-year-old Legand Telefero who was shot and killed while sleeping in his home, was first launched in Kansas City, Missouri, as part of Trump's promise to assist cities that have been hit by a recent string of violence, the Justice Department said. Trump said that hundreds of law enforcement of officers from the FBI, the U.S. Marshal Service, Drug Enforcement a- uh, Administration, the ATF, and more will be sent to cities in an effort to drive down crime, in particular gun violence. Hundreds of federal agents have already been sent to Kansas City to address violent crime after Teleferro's death. Chicago is facing is currently facing a significant increase in violent crime with at least 414 people murdered this year. Wow. Which is about 51% increase compared to the same time last year. Jeez. Over the weekend of July 17th, more than 60 people were shot in Chicago where, where 14 were killed. Similarly, Albuquerque is also facing a surge in crime with four murders within a 24-hour period on the July 10th weekend. An additional 35 agents will be sent to Albuquerque, Barr said. Attorney General, Attorney General William Barr said that the over 100 officers from the FBI, DEA, and ATF will support existing joint federal, state, and local task forces investigating Chicago's violent gangs, gun crime, and drug trafficking operations. Meanwhile, the U.S. Marshals Service and the Department of Homeland Security have also committed to sending about 100 agents each to support the operation so they're releasing the feds <laughs> and i'm sure in the coming i'm sure in the coming days i'll have a uh, some guests or some information about stuff relating to this and more trust me i'm sure i will they're releasing the feds they're letting them out because of all the crime because of all the violence just like i said you know they're they're going to be attached to already existing operations that are going on, but they're also going to expand upon those issues. They're going to come up with their own different types of uh, <laughs> there are different types of, of 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 units, you know, where they're doing co- counterintelligence, where they're doing surveillance. They're going to be doing all kinds of different stuff with that. You better believe it. You'd better believe it. Uh, but this doesn't really mean anything. This next article I'm about to bring up with you guys, I'm sure you already are aware of it right here. It says, leaked document shows that the DHS is afraid that masks will make fake facial recognition useless. Yeah. Some people have been saying that the masks are so that they can identify your eyes with the COVID-19 surveillance technology, but now you have this uh, this DHS document saying that the masks will make it useless. I doubt that. I have. I feel like it's the exact opposite. Uh, but let me read a little bit of this. It comes from John Vibes. I put this up July 20th over there at the Minds Unleashed. It says, that as the general public in the United States argues about whether or not we should be wearing masks to prevent the spread of the COVID-19 coronavirus, law enforcement officials are concerned that facial recognition software could be thwarted and possibly even broken by people wearing masks. In a collection of law enforcement documents released by Blue Leaks, researchers found a Department of Homeland Security intelligence memo where the agency expressed concern about the potential problems that mask wearing could cause for facial recognition technology. That's right. That's why they call it the new normal. You got to think, everybody's out here wearing masks. And if you don't have a masks, well, guess what? You're going to be counted for. You, know, you have to understand the sophistication of what these people are doing. Then what did I read to you before about a man being shot for not wearing a mask? Sounds like the Bible to me that you will neither be able to buy nor sell without receiving the the mask. I was going to say the mark, but the mask. It starts right now with gyms, bars, restaurants. What happens whenever it's like, you're no longer able to go shopping because, well, you don't have the next social trend. You see, People have to fight back. People have to realize that they have rights, and without flexing these rights, guess what? They're gonna they're gonna atrophy. They're gonna disappear. Which is why I'm so happy to read this next article right here. California church networks use Governor Newsom over ban on worship and home Bible studies. This is written by Ricky Scaparo over there in Times headlines, and this is this is good. This is this is important because. When we look at what's going on with with communist China, the authoritarian things that they've done over there, the destruction of churches, the rewriting of the the Bible, the rewriting of the Ten Commandments, uh, installing Chinese Communist Party officials into the church to make sure that these people say the things that they want, we need to look at these very same tactics being uh, uh, deployed over here. Government is not your God, and that's why we need to understand that God is within each and every one of us, but we're not having those type of deco- those conversations. The Bible, the, the, the churches have been bought out. They're tax exempt. A lot of people want to get that tax exempt st- that status because, well, they don't want to declare how much money they're making because they're, mis- they're, they're squandering it. People need to fight back. If they're not even able to have a Zen zone at their house to conduct Bible studies, you're not in control. So this is a powerful thing, having a, cal- a, a church network suing the governor. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, we still need to have this narrative to where we have rights. We, we, we need to be respected. Let's get into this. Uh, they put this up July 22nd. It says that a network of California churches filed a lawsuit against Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday to find the state's coronavirus lockdown orders at, against holding indoor church services while state officials encouraged protests. Shay Ahn, the leader pastor of Harvest Rock Church, addressed the Democrat governor in his message Sunday at the Pasadena location, CBS LA reported, quote, I want us to pray right now that we will win that court case. No one is above the Constitution. No one is above the law, Ahn told his congregation, quote, as a pastor, I believe we've been essential for 2,000 years. Liberty Council is representing Harvest International Ministry, which also has churches in Corona, Irvine, and is connected to thousands of ministries around the world. Quote, I just feel the hypocrisy of encouraging protests. We're all here, for, we're all for that, but let's just be consistent, On said. Quote, Newsome encourages tens of thousands of people to gather for mass protests. He bans all in-person worship and home Bible studies and fellowships. He also decided to keep his uh, wine his wine country or uh, his, his, uh, his winery open during the lockdown. Such, repre- such repression is well known in despotic governments and it is shocking that even home fellowship is banned in America. Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council, said in a statement on the lawsuit, quote, "This outrage will not stand. Ons congregations are the latest to join the battle between Newsom and houses of worship over coronavirus restrictions." Uh, then it goes on to talk about the different churches that are involved and what they're doing to fight back. Because this is what happens when you have people that go along to get along that don't want to rock the boat. When people say, oh, it'll never happen here. Oh, it'll never happen to me. Oh, someone else will come and fix this. Oh, it's just a hoax. Oh, it's just a game. You can keep playing it like it's a game. You can do that if you want but all you're going to do is invite in the devil. All you're going to do is invite in problems. And let's speak on this real quick. I'm not going to read this in its entirety. I think everybody understands where it goes from there. Let's speak on this. Government has essentially told you that church worship is illegal. It's been condemned. It's not essential. Don't you go to church. You better not read that Bible. And then on the flip side... They they I'm I'm going to read this article headline on the flip side. They've begun to enact the very same thing that the Bible tells you to watch out for right here. House passes bill to voluntarily begin placing human implantable microchips into the bodies of all state government employees. This is written by Eddie Levine over there at World Truth TV. They put this up July 22nd. So think about this. They shut the country down. But half of America out of work say, "Hey, guess what? you can start working again if you become a contact tracer, and then out of nowhere they decide to just kind of slide this through, hey, yeah, you can work with us, but we're gonna track you and again, the sophisticated evil, the sophistication of this of 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 this manipulated world this just it's it's so crazy, so yeah, they're gonna they're, they're <laughs> they're going to take the carpet out from up underneath you. The answer still is in the Bible, but they don't want you to read that as well. They want you to think that government is your God. Let's get into this. It says Michigan state representative Brianna Kale sponsored a successful bill. And while the microchips are not widely used throughout the state, she believes that they will become standard in the coming years. Quote, with the way technology has increased over the new, over the years, And as it continues to grow, it's important Michigan job providers balance the interest of the company with their employees' expectations of privacy, said said the bill's sponsor, Michigan State Brianna Kale. Quote, while these miniature devices are on the rise, so are the calls for workers to have their privacy protected. The bill will be introduced to the state senate where, if it passes, Governor Gresham Whitmer will be able to sign the legislation into Michigan law. The Michigan House passed a bill making implanted implanted company microchips voluntary for, for employees, according to a local ABC News report. People have been placing human micro, implantable microchips in their bodies for years now, and we have chronicled that for you over those years. And now the state, of, the state government of Michigan has passed a bill that will call for all state government employees to receive microchips inside of their bodies. But don't worry. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the same person who wants due date abortion, has reassured, reassured everyone that it will be voluntary after thinking about that long and hard, all I have to say is keep thinking about it. This is the very same governor where they had, what, Operation Gridlock for weeks saying, hey, open us up, and when she got all that attention, you could see the demonic look on that woman's face, she got off on telling you you had no freedoms. So saying that yes, implantable microchips will be voluntary, you've gotta understand how these people get off on trying to take your rights on trying to rob you of your freedom, of taking your peace from you. And then it has the Bible, quote, quote, And he causeth all, both both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, quote, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred score and six. Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. Is this really where we are? Is this actually where things stand? Americans receiving microchips from the government? Yep, that is exactly where we are. We told you that this was coming. Welcome to the first wave of voluntary microchip implantations. The second wave will be less voluntary. In the third wave will be under the Antichrist himself. And Governor Newsom doesn't want you to go to church. Governor Newsom doesn't want you to be aware of what's going on. Governor Newsom wants to put you in a noose, son. Think about this real quick. Bro, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. Epstein was strangled, right? That's what they say. Oh, Epstein, breathe.
2: Breathe, Epstein,
0: breathe. He was strangled, right? George Floyd, he was what? Choked to death. They started saying, what? I can't breathe. And then they tried to shove that mask on your mouth. You see the symbolic interpretations here. You see the symbolic similarities here. They're trying to strangle the life out of us. They're trying to kill us. Yeah, Governor Newsom's trying to put you in a noose, son, because he doesn't want you to understand what's going on. He doesn't want you to look for the answers. He wants to terrify you into submission. That's how these people work. Speaking of symbols, symbolic similarities, look at this, Christ statue beheaded, churches torched and vandalized with satanic symbols across the U.S. and the world. I told you this was going to happen. Whenever you have, what was his name? Sean King, that guy, right? The dude that's supposed to be black. Whenever you have Sean King over here saying, yeah, tear down statues of white Jesus, get rid of the Virgin Mary, everything that represents European culture. I knew this was going to happen. And I couldn't help but think about us covering ISIS, destroying, the st- destroying statues. Because it's the same thing. They're toppling statues. And we, and we said this as well. After these statues, your gods are next. These are these these this is this is cultural marxism. This is what I mean by these eracists. That's what I mean by these worshipers of the nothingness. They 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 can't stand the fact that you hold something so dear. They have to destroy it. Let me get into this. This comes from Ricky Scapar. They put this up July 22nd from the End Times headlines. And it says, as the, quote, cancel culture crowd continues to rampage across the U.S. and around the world, tearing down statues of historical figures, they have now apparently targeted statues depicting Jesus Christ and the Virgin Mary, as well as burning church buildings and vandalizing places of worship with satanic symbols. In recent days, several Catholic churches have been vandalized by unknown perpetrators who left behind no motivations for the attacks. The pastor of St. Joseph Church in New Haven, Connecticut, found a satanic pentagram and an anarchist symbol painted in pink paint on the front doors of the church building, according to the New Haven Register. Archdiocese of the Hartford officials posted news of vandalism on their Facebook page, writing, quote, This follows an apparent trend of desecrating Catholic spaces throughout the nation, as, a, as evidenced by incidents in Chattanooga, Queens, Boston, Sacramento, and Ocala. The underlying motive of these sacrilegious Attacks is clear to intimidate and instill fear in the hearts of those who want to worship Christ Therefore we remain unafraid and resolve in our faith And we will pray for the conversion of those hearts of those who wish to terrorize us it said Today even in the mists of anti-christian sentiment and actions However, we do not answer hate with hate it said to the contrary These attacks make our love and unity stronger and our prayers even more steadfast as CBN reported over the weekend, a statue of Jesus was found decapitated at a Catholic church in South Florida. Eddie Vidalvo sal, de sal, Saliva, ooh, Eddie Vidal, Eddie, Eddie de Salava, a deacon at the Good Shepherd Catholic Church in West Kendall, told WPLG-TV, he found the statue earlier this week, apparently ripped from its pedestal. The Saliva pointed out that the Catholic congregations all around the U.S. have been facing vandalism and arson in the recent days. Quote, we have seen this happening all over the country, the deacon said. The Archdiocese of Miami told WPLG-TV that it would like the ordeal to be investigated as a hate crime, calling it another attack on the Catholic Church. I'll be the first to point out that the Catholic Church is sketchy with with the pedophilia that's going on with their uh, uh, Pope Francis and so much more. But what's happening now is we're moving away from this discussion about rights, about morals, about standards, about respect, about the social contract, and we're breaking it. We we, we see people breaking the social contract for views, for attention, getting, again, hysterical, getting carried away, getting crazy. They don't have anything else to do. Whenever we have spent basically this entire year breaking down the nihilism, the apathy, the, 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 the anxiety, the suicide spirit, all of this stuff, you have to understand what it would manifest itself as. It's like whenever we have our paranormal episodes and we talk about people meditating and then they, 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 they talk about the spirits that come in, being a light in the dark of the night. The only thing that's happening right now is the dark is having its moment being brought to the surface, is being exposed. So all of that's coming out. People are lashing out crazy thing is, is I don't think people thought it was this bad. And What's even more wild is it's going to get worse. We're just now seeing the first wave of some of this. People feel gr- gaslit, green-lighted to go carry these things out. So they're going to do so. We've talked about this with with, with the transhuman nonsense and so much more about how people have to make their, their, their external world resemble their internal world reality. And these people are sick in the brain. They're not happy. They're discontent. They're driven by that malaise, as mentioned in the Ze- in the Zebelian documents. You've got to understand how they have weaponized a lot of this. Uh, they've weaponized a suicide spirit. You have people who want to take everything from you because they have nothing. They have been, they, they, they bought so deeply into the lie that the very notion of the truth that they were fooled, and that they have to build something terrifies them. So rather than rectifying this truth, rectifying their lie, they double down and they're committed to it, and they're down to take us down with them. But I tell you what, I'm not down with that. They can go there by themselves. But here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the pedophilic elite abuse that's going on. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, the Lolita Express nonsense Uh, and police busting an Italian sex cult that had been operating for 30 years. (laughs) Yeah. So all this stuff is going on. Corruption within governments being exposed. So many things are happening. This, this, this massive shift and nobody's talking about the core of it all because yes, black lives do matter. Yeah. We do need to demilitarize the police for sure. But we also need to get to the core of this corruption. Why are people like this? Why do we have such a a, a degenerate system that enables this type of world instead of one that empowers the individual to make better decisions? We're going to be taking a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Pedogate, Pizzagate, Spirit Cooking, and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back. Right after this.
1: Food supplies have been completely wiped
0: out. We have a evacuation of all counties. I report complete devastation. We have a giant, small,
1: small. are forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course. Not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved, guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. At last, we've found our way home.
0: Final segment. You know, I was um, I wasn't worried coming back, but it's like it's like it's, it's like coming back to school, man. Or it's like go, it's like it's like coming back to work from your first day from back from vacation. Like it's not that I'm worried or worked up from the work. It's that. I had such a chill two weeks, you know, not getting worked up. I had such a chill two weeks playing stupid because that's all it was. I was playing stupid. Playing hooky, (laughs) but that's such a, such a, such a baller time. Uh, just in review of the life, man, I don't think like, and that's why I have these honest moments with you guys, because I really think that reflection will be your best teacher next to failure. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, it's so true reflection and failure will become your best teacher. Uh, and so I have these, these public reflection moments with you guys. So you see this, uh, I had a, a conversation with one of our followers earlier this week about, uh, just business stuff. I'll say that. He says, you know what, EJ I'm so, I'm, I'm so frustrated about everything that's going on, but I'm even more frustrated that there aren't more people trying to do things like this. Like, more people don't care. And I said, bud, you can't be mad at them. They don't know how to care. And if I were to tell you my history of the adversity I've faced doing this podcast, doing this page amongst the so-called conscious community, you would leave. But this is, this is what it's about. Inspiring other people to look deeper than themselves to say, Hey, what can I offer? What can I do? Part of that reflection. Part of that failure. Let me tell you about the things that I've that I've that I've tried and failed. That you can succeed in doing because you're not me, and we need other people. We need other people to handle other aspects of this fight. This is an all-encompassing agenda that requires the best of every single one of us. And so, during my break, I was able to relax. I was able to chill. You know, a lot of people have been hitting me up. And I've just been telling people close to me, like the hero you're looking for is not going to be here for a couple weeks. I got to get that energy turned back on. And the reason I'm explaining all this to you guys is because it is a part of that marathon mindset, that steam roll effect, that buildup, that momentum, that drive, that focus. But it comes from being aware of how people are trying to knock you off, being aware of the agendas that are at play and choosing freedom, knowing that it's not going to be comfortable, but it's going to be rewarding. It'll be satisfying. And so during my break, I was able to relax and not be uh, not be this. I was able to be normal, and it and it it, it it taught me a few things that a lot of people are scared. They don't know how they don't know how to care. That's what I meant in the first segment know that, that that people just want to be a part of something they that they want to belong that they don't want to be on the other side because they have to stand for something they don't want to stand for something they just want to belong with the least amount of resistance and i guess because i'm just a strangeling i'm used to not you know not i'm just used to being a lone wolf type of guy or just being out here on my own just doing whatever it is i do <laughs> You know, I'll say this, and I'll start getting into the stuff. This is another uh, strange thing that I've heard during the break uh, that a child was given uh, estradiol, estrogen shots because he was diagnosed with opposition defiant disorder. Yeah, see here. Let me let me get this up for you. I laugh because I've I've jokingly diagnosed myself. With ODD, opposition defiant disorder, because of everything that's going on, that I don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the very fact that a child could be given hormone shots, estrogen shots, it is, is mind boggling. This is, look at this. Boy, 16, was given estrogen for behavioral disorder while in LA juvenile hall, the suit alleges. This is over here by James Queeley, a staff writer, July 15th, 2020. Uh, at the L.A. Times, let's see if we can get a, a, a cleaner version of this. Says says a 16 year old boy being held at a, Los, at a Los Angeles County juvenile hall developed enlarged breasts after he was prescribed estrogen to treat a behavioral disorder. A move that baffled doctors who said the treatment defied medical logic, according to a lawsuit filed last month. The teen whose identity is being withheld because of his age was diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder. Oh. Or O.D.D. Two days after he was arrested and housed at East Lake Juvenile Hall in, Ju- in June of 2019, the lawsuit said, "Medical records reviewed by the Times show that the teen's testosterone levels were slightly high. When the doctor was diagnosed, the doctor who diagnosed him prescribed daily doses of estrogen. Estrogen regulates the development of female sexual characteristics and reproduction. Men produce the hormone at much lower levels." After taking approximately 13 daily doses of the hormone, the teen was diagnosed with gynecomastia, uh, defined as the enlargement of, or swelling of breast tissue in male whose estrogen levels is too high, medical records show. ODD, a behavioral condition that is sometimes suffered by patients who's with, a, with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, is normally treated with therapy, said James McGough, a professor of clinical psychiatry at UCLA. And it just goes on to talk about just the 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 nature, <laughs> the mind-boggling nature of giving a child with, with with highly with a little bit higher testosterone levels estrogen. You're 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 not castrating them. You're not chemically castrating them, but you're making them hormonally imbalanced. You are making this child chemically imbalanced. This is this is atrocious. I remember reporting on children as young as eight being cr- given cross sex hormones because of their creepy, trendy pr- parents. Now, this the, 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 the criminal or the juvenile criminal system in, in, in Los Angeles thinks it's a great idea to give kids who are slightly above average testosterone with potentially ADHD estrogen shots. So it's like, check this out, check, check this out, Ambien wasn't doing it, Zoloft wasn't doing it, Ritalin wasn't doing it. What's the other one, huh? What other drugs am I missing that they love to give these kids? Uh, uh, what's the one that kids love to shovel in their brain, Adderall, yeah, Adderall wasn't doing it. They're like, crap, man, we've got to figure out how to get this, these kids under control. They're, they're somehow being able to fight through the medication. I know, let's change their biology as a whole. Let's just start giving them the opposite gender treatments. Insane. True insanity. And so I'll, I'll, I'll say this and try to judo flip it into the actual topics we're talking about. The elite abuse, pedophilia, child sex, human trafficking, and so much more. Human trafficking is a real thing. Losing your kid in the system is a real thing. Uh, Professional medical kidnapping is a very real thing. Uh, We talk about tyrannical kidnapping, snatching people up off the street, contact tracing. Kids disappearing into the system is such an epidemic. We have to get more people on like Dr. John A. King. We've got to get hunted and confronted on. We've got to get more lawyers on to explain how much of an epidemic it is. Who allowed for that type of treatment to take place? That's crazy. That's crazy. So all of this is going on. People are being disappeared. Children are being thrown into the system. Essentially uh, 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 gender swapped, gender bended. And this is the world that we live in. This is what I mean by the elite abuse. I remember saying this, and I'll just jump into the real topics from there. That in the future, there will be no humans in the technocracy. Only trans humans are allowed in the technocracy. And as you see them building the technocracy, they are certainly trying to change our genetics through things like Moderna, uh, uh, these vaccines that have the ability to alter your DNA. You know, what we were talking about right there with giving ch- six, uh, cross-hormone treatment to children as young as eight, giving uh, estrogen shots to kids that are 16. It's, an, it's insane. It's insane, but here let's start getting into some of this uh, elite child sex trafficking, the elite pedophilia, uh, the sex cult stuff that's going on right here. Trump on Epstein sex trafficking accomplice Justine Maxwell says, "quote I just wish her well."
1: Justine Maxwell is in prison. And so a lot of people want to know if she's going to turn in powerful people. I know you've talked in the past about Prince Andrew, and uh, you criticized Bill Clinton's behavior. I'm wondering, uh, do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that
2: working out? I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach, and I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew; just don't know, I'm not aware of it.
1: Mr. Maxwell
0: is in prison. Yeah, the uh, the DOJ requested Prince Andrew come in to come talk about his relationship with Justine Maxwell and everything that was going on with that. But this article comes from Max Lavo over there at Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up July 23rd. It says Donald Trump had some nice things to say about just Maxwell. When asked about Maxwell's case, Trump said, quote, I just wish her well, frankly. Maxwell is charged with the involvement in Jeffrey Epstein's sex crimes. Are we now still, quote, trusting the plan that he's going to somehow use the system set up by these psychopaths to take them down to take them down, it's time to open up your eyes. This could all be a buildup to what we were all expecting, Maxwell to expire in jail. Epstein was arrested last July and according to the official narrative, killed himself in a federal jail in August. Most of us realize that his death was a murder, however, as we would have been able to take down some of this however uh, as he would have been able to take down some of the most powerful people on earth. His death sparked a flurry of speculation about what he knew about the powerful figures from the worlds of politics, science, and entertainment with whom he had frequently associated, including the figures like Trump, Bill Clinton, and Britain's Prince Andrew. Unsealed flight logs show Donald Trump was on Epstein's plane, the Lydia Express, back in 1997. Trump is not the only politician we've shed light on. Look, I realize that the cognitive dissonance in the United States is strong right now, and many believe that Trump is some kind of messiah. But this information is pertinent, considering he's in power and has almost a cultic religious following of people unwilling to even read facts about who he is. A lot of people appear to be triggered by Trump's comments. On the right, they tend to think that it means nothing. And on the left, they are worried that the media asked him about Maxwell and not the coronavirus hoax. This is simply more evidence that the U.S. is completely divided along political lines and the mainstream media is going to divide and conquer is going to use the divide and conquer strategy. Oh, and for those who are going to get triggered and go into full snowflake mode before, with the comments made over this, we've highlighted that Bill Clinton and his connection to Epstein several times. The point is, this isn't a left-right problem. If you want to be coddled, fine. Sometimes the truth hurts. No one knows right now just how deep Trump's connection with Epstein goes. Only that there is one. No one knows how deep connect how deep Clinton's connection with Epstein goes. Only that there is one there's a there's a connection and this is what i mean by staying loyal to the information this is what i mean by staying loyal to the information that's what we do this for you see and just to go ahead and get this up right here Uh, It was briefly mentioned in that article, uh, but Ghislaine Maxwell fears that she will die in jail just like Jeffrey Epstein, who she believes was also killed. Yeah, the Gateway Pundit, July 20th, Jim Hoft. Ghislaine Maxwell fears she will die in jail just like Jeffrey Epstein, who she believes was killed. Because it's one big club. We're not it and I'm not it, you know. But there's something important and telling with that. And before I continue on, before I get into uh, my next article, or actually, you know what? I'll, I'll just mention. I'll just briefly mention this. Uh, I'm not familiar with who this person is, but I think it's very telling with the current political landscape. Just more evidence of the strange things that's going on. Again, a big club or a big club that we're not involved in. Countess who took thirty flights on the pedophiles Lolita Express quits the NSPCC. Yeah, the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. This is uh, (laughs) so thirty flights and then she quits, huh? Well, I don't, I don't know what that could mean, you know. But uh, you tell me. The house—it's a house of cards. And all of the rats are leaving the sinking ship. We, lit, we 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 put this up July twentieth from signs of the time. Says Claire Hazel raised thousands of pounds for the charity by hosting a classic car show each year at her family's sprawling Elden estate in Norfolk. The wife of an aristocrat who flew more than 30 times on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express private jet has stepped down from her role at the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. The Mail on Sunday last month revealed that the interior designer who became the Countess of Ivaga in 2001 when she married Edward Guinness, 4th Earl of Ive, and a member of the brewing dynasty, had repeatedly traveled with serial pedophile Epstein on his private jet. Flight logs revealed that she took 32 flights between 1998 and 2000, including trips to his homes in New York, Florida, the Caribbean, and Nuevo Mexico. That's right, she came up out here. I'm not familiar with who Claire Hazel is, but think about this, man. We've already covered the, we've, we've covered the Knicks of them, Sex cult. We've covered the Pedalgate incident, the Pizzagate incident. We've covered Anthony Weiner, John Podesta, Chester Bennington. We've covered all all kinds of people. Keith Raniere, uh, Claire, uh, what is it uh, Claire Brothman, I think. All kinds of people who were all involved in one way, shape, or another with Jeffrey Epstein Jeffrey Epstein the Clintons or somebody that's involved in some type of human trafficking and now look at this suspect who shot family of judge investigating the Schutz Bank Jeffrey Epstein case was found dead this is this is a this is a CIA hit job if you've ever heard it the family of a federal judge involved in the Epstein case was shot dead inside their own home and then the shooter ends up getting killed. <laughs> so, what? This is, a, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is another thing that happened this week, but it's getting uh, no attention. The same way that Joe Biden, uh, uh, the rush beginning to investigate Joe Biden over his, his uh, illegal ties, that's getting no attention. This is getting no attention as well. We put this up July 20th is from Nima Harris over there at your Newswire. It says that the gunman suspected of shooting the family of U.S. District Judge Esther Salas has been found dead of a gunshot wound and an apparent suicide, according to reports probably came into contact with Hillary Clinton. It says judge has judge Esther Salas. His son was killed and her husband was shot and seriously injured when a gunman opened fire at their family home on Sunday, just four days after she was assigned an explosive case involving Jeffrey Epstein and the Deschutes bank. The case where he was still receiving money in his, in his account, even after his death uh, continuing on, it says a suspect, an attorney who was disguised as a delivery driver, was found in a vehicle in Rockland, New York, according to the authorities, who say they believe his, his his wounds were self-inflicted. RT reports that the man was found dead in a car on Route 17 in Sullivan County wearing a FedEx uniform, law enforcement sources told the local media. He was reportedly an attorney whose case was heard by Salas in 2015. Authorities are investigating whether a gun found at the scene of the death which they presume to be a suicide, matches the ones that killed Salas' son and wounded her husband on Sunday during the attack at their New Brunswick, North Jersey ho- New Jersey home. The gunman who attacked Salas' family was also wearing a FedEx uniform when he knocked on their door Sunday evening around 5 p.m. and reportedly used a, quote, ordinary car when he fled the scene. Mark Ar- Mark Andrell, Salas' hu- husband, was first to sh- be shot upon Answering the door, followed by the couple's son, Daniel Ardell, Salis, uh, uh, who was in the basement at the time, was not hurt. The FBI, New Jersey State Police, and the U.S. Marshals are investigating the shoot- shooting at Salis's home. Her husband remains hospitalized in critical condition. A motive for the attack has not been put forth, though law enforcement sources have theorized it may have been a home invasion gone wrong. A municipal employee reportedly discovered the attorney's body in the car along with a FedEx package addressed to Salas. The judge, who received threats in the past, was assigned a case involving to shoot spank ties to Jeffrey Epstein less than a week before the attack on her family. So I'll I'll let you put two and two together. You tell me what you think that's about. I doubt that it's a disgruntled person who's upset that they didn't get a fair trial or thinks that they got screwed over. I doubt it's that. But I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe in that. Hillary Clinton has at least like 56 people who have committed suicide who were connected to her. Might as well go ahead and add 57. You might as well as add this last one. Because again, it's a big club. And if they don't want information getting out there, they won't. But what happened because that guy botched it? I'm very curious to see what will happen from there. You see, you have to understand. There has been a existing political structure or a party in place that has used child sex trafficking, uh, child abuse, pedophilia, occult rituals, all these forms as blackmail. There's a whole new form of, and crop of people coming through. We talk about that in, in, in one way, shape, or form in another. The changing of the guard, so to speak. But as these things get revealed, as these things get exposed, you're going to see some dark stuff. And there's going to be even crazier things that fill that vacuum. Check this out right here. Police bust a powerful Italian sex cult that abused children for 30 years. They tried to recruit... The elites, this is written by Baxter Dimitri over there at news punch and gang. We've only been doing the podcast for several years now. And it seems like we're, we're, we're always talking about pedophilia being exposed or at least now being labeled as a sexual orientation so that it can be covered up. This is a, this is a, 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 a highly organized and occult operation. Let me read this. It says a pedophile, a pedophile sex cult described as, quote, very powerful by Italian authorities has been busted by police who alleged the cult set up a sophisticated legal front to hide its activities and socialized with wealthy members of the elite in order to recruit them. The sex cult was exposed after a two-year police investigation dubbed Operation Dionysus, during which authorities uncovered a very powerful cabal that subjected young women and minors to sexual abuse and torture. Summit reports that, like many sex trafficking networks, the organization appeared to be into occult sex magic rituals that promised inductees entry into a magical, fantastic and secret world and the lighting of a, quote, inner fire, while making them dependent on a 77-year-old leader, the doctor. Quote, the brainwashed members worked at the sex legal establishments and were required to, quote, donate large sums of money to the organization reports RT citing police sources quote to make the whole scheme more profitable the cult tried to recruit new members from wealthy families the cult's primary members were referred to themselves as beasts while naming their victims as prey as they subjected them to extreme and painful forms of torture let me let me let me, let me stop right there are you guys familiar with what a pedivore is a pedivore. Let me see if I do this do this right now, since we're doing it live. Let me see if I could do this. Uh, what is it? It's Kronos eating that baby. You guys seen that picture? It's that crazy looking old man. It's a great, beautiful picture, uh, but it's a, a crazy looking old man that eats a baby, right? Pedivores. Now, that image that I'm trying to get up for you guys, it's archetypal of the Greek god Kronos eating, I think, one of his babies. Here, i get this up for you guys. We're on Bing, so it might not be that great, but I'm just going to do a little quick diatribe right here. And it's of Kronos eating the youth, eating the baby. Now, Kreek, now the, the Kronos was supposed to represent time. He's the god of time, right? So whenever he eats the youth, whenever he's eating the baby, he's trying to sustain himself. He's trying to, to, to have more time because children are closest to the live stream, closest to the time stream. So by consuming their flesh, this is, I know it sounds crazy, but by consuming their flesh, they feel like they, they can extend their own life. This is what adrenochrome is. Okay, This is what blood facials are. This is what vampirism is. Kronos was the original vampire, the original person taking the life of the younger one so that he could extend his own life. Now, let's get back to this article over here. (laughs) The cult's primary members referred to themselves as beasts while naming their victims prey as they subjected them to torture or as they subjected them to extreme and painful forms of torture. Now, let me see if I can do one more thing real quick. Pedovore, Let's define pedovore, please. I'm very curious as to what that is. Oh, it's going to take me to Urban Dictionary. Okay. Okay, well, pedivore, something that only eats children, similar to an omnivore and a carnivore, often describes the monsters in children's horror stories and fears. Quote, The pedophores still live in these very woods, searching for lost children to steal away for dinner. Okay. Back to the article again. The cult's primary members refer to themselves as beasts while naming their victims prey and subjected them to extreme and painful forms of torture. The sect has had a large legal front, including several shops, a psychology center, and even a publishing house, which allowed it to operate freely for years to ensnare unsuspecting victims, according to the report. Authorities said that the investigation took so long because it was incredibly difficult to penetrate the network as its members showed devout loyalty, despite having suffered, quote, persistent psychological damage. A guy, I, I got to stop right there again. You know that what just happened with the masks nonsense. You see how people were traumatized over just like a couple of months period. These guys have been operating for 30 years. A lot of what happens with the dark side deceptions that take place is they figure out how to, to, to methodically and systematically create a way to lead people into the dark side. That's what this article is mentioning right here, right? That they had a devote, a devout loyalty after literally, uh, Having being beaten, persistent psychological damage, Stockholm syndrome. They don't know a life outside of it, but you see, that's how it works. These are predators, apex predators, looking to kidnap and steal children. What I find very interesting is the fact that they had a publishing house and a uh, a psych a, a psychology center, a place to basically brainwash and indo- brainwash existing members of the of the cult. But at the same time, indoctrinate other potential members. Now, why am I able to explain this with such such clarity? Because it's been happening here in America. This is a thing that happened uh, this, this this over the break as well. Right. With Chrissy Teigen. People were able to d- dig up her tweets of her talking about uh, watching little girls and and, and, and skimpy outfits. You've got to understand how this works. There's there's I'll say this and I'll get back into the article. Before going on my break, one of the most traumatized, not not traumatizing, one of the most disturbing and sick videos I saw came from TikTok. It was of this guy with this little girl, and he looks down he, he looks down her shirt. mind you, this little girl's got to be like at least like six, no more than eight. She's standing on a chair. He looks down her her, her little sundress, and then she looks down his pants, and then they do a little cute thing like, oh, look, our hands are smacking our face. Wow, what's down there? And then they make it a whole joke about about pedophilia. And then coming back, I see this video on another page of this guy willingly talking about... Talking about how he, Jesus, he, I can't even bring myself to say it. Talking about wanting to have relations with his own daughter, and then how he's having to bring other people in because he can't, uh, he realizes the thoughts he's having are disgusting and degenerate. And so he's got to record his own daughter having these disgusting and degenerate thoughts, essentially egging him on. And this is nuts. This is sick. This is degeneracy. Here, I'll, let let me see if I can get this video up for you guys. Let me see if I can get this video up for you guys because I remember talking about this even whenever the coronavirus stuff was hitting. I'm going off rail now. I got I got sidetracked with this pedophilia nonsense. I remember talking about this even whenever the COVID-19 nonsense was going down with the lockdowns, with the depression, the suicide, and the what else? The child sex abuse. You had people, shout out to Dark Universe 09 uh, for, for getting this video on his page. You had people who were getting degenerate and perverted having, ha, ha, tr- borderline having relations with their children. I, I'm sorry. I gotta get, I gotta, I'll play this video for you guys and then we'll continue on. It's just, it blows my mind that this is where we're at. That we're, we're casually talking about child sex trafficking. Here he is. Here's the scumbag. I, uh, I followed his wife, and I'll try to see if I can get his wife on. But this is some—this is insanity. This is true insanity. Listen to this scumbag.
2: Now that's got both of us. So uh, you're going to uh, continue with touching me? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Continue your sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I like it. You like it. You know, because it feels good? Because it feels good. And it feels good, like, it feels good to you. It does feel good to me, although I become much more uncomfortable with the idea of doing it since you are six and I'm also your dad. And I'm going to have more people aware of this conversation people specific people who are able to handle this because I want them to know that you're, you're still wanting to do it with me and um, I've talked with two of You're fucking my- sick you're sick
0: this this wicked degenerate piece of garbage is freaking sick so do you understand why we have to protect children do this do you understand like why I get frustrated Talking about this Because it, this is the real epidemic Okay When we're talking about Drag queen story time And you got these weird Weird parents Taking their kids To these These, these, these sex shows Man It's bad You're you, Oh my god You're killing children You're you're taking their innocence You're robbing Oh my god Let me read this Because I'm getting frustrated And I'm trying to explain a point I think I'm I'm, I'm This is This is insanity We I, We know this But to just see it operate so clearly is just if it's child abuse in no other way um in no other way it says author it says the cult has been active since the 80s and 26 people are currently under investigation for being complicit in its activities although that number is expected to grow as we have previously highlighted, the numerous investigations of pedophile sex trafficking rings in several European countries has mysteriously been stymied after names of the powerful elitists were allegedly to have been connected. Yeah. So think, so think about this. We talk about just Lamb Maxwell. We talk about Jeffrey Epstein. We can talk about all these sick and wicked people, but you have to talk about what they have done to society. They've been operating since the 80s. What, have I, what did I start the show off talking about with, with Black Lives Matter and the abolition of the family and the destruction of the nuclear family? I'm watching this show over here on uh, uh, Peacock, this new streaming service, of Brave New World where they're saying there's no privacy, there's no family, and there's no monogamy. You, you, you know why they want pedophilia in this? You know why they want pedophilia added on to the LGBTQP plus docket? Is because it's a part of an agenda It is a part of the destruction of the nuclear family Saying that no family could give an individual child so much love No, only a pedophile could give a child much more love This is sick This is sick And if we don't call these people out They're going to get away with it If we don't expose this whole wicked, sick, degenerate culture That's been operating underneath everything It's going to persist and that's why, it's in, that's why the infection has gotten this bad. That's why it's trying to be normalized when we know it's wrong. Because that's how fast it grows. People don't think that it's an epidemic. Disappearing kids, child sex trafficking, satanic ritual abuse. People don't think it's a deal. But obviously, judged by my extremely vitriolic reaction, it is a major deal. These are people's children. this is, this is someone's life. and if we won't even protect our own kids when they come out if we, if we, we, won't, we don't protect them in the womb. we're not going to protect them when they come out. this is the world that we're creating. this is the abuse. This is what they've got us to do to destroy ourselves and love it. And this is what happens when everything's so sexy, the hypersexualization of children. This is what happens when you have perverted people doing strange things all the time. But hey, nothing matters, right? Everything's immoral. Everything is awesome. There is no God. This is this is degeneracy. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover this last article, and then we're going to close out this transmission. I definitely wanted to do it a lot better. I think I got fired up exp- exposing that not even exposing this pedophile, just just showing you what these people are. I think I got so fired up with that that my, 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 my cool closeout <laughs> got thrown away. But to switch gears, on a proper note, to end this on a good note, check this out. Sorry, Flat Earthers, I might be upsetting, but the United Arab Emirates has launched a mission to Mars. Now, I don't think we'll go to Mars. It's ambitious, but it's something that gets us to have a conversation about progress where we're going as a species as, a, as 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 people and more i'll play this i'll play this and then we'll get into the article
1: mar's orbiter is on a mission led by the united arab emirates after launching successfully monday holly williams reports on what the mission hopes to achieve and what it means for the arab world <laughs> It's the first of three missions to Mars with launches planned for this summer. And this one is called Hope. It lifted off on Monday morning, beginning a seven month journey to the Red Planet. It's the Arab world's first ever interplanetary mission, an extraordinary achievement for the United Arab Emirates Space Agency, which was only set up in 2014. We spoke with Sarah Al-Amri, the lead scientist. This is a transformational uh, time for us. Our children today woke up to an entirely different Emirates, to an entirely different Arab region. The mission was launched from Japan, and the spacecraft was built in the U.S. in collaboration with Mars Orbiter. Oh,
0: nice. This comes from uh, Reuters. Reuters. They put it up July 20th. The good folks over there, the Epoch Times, reposted it. It says the United Arab Emirates launched its first mission to Mars on Monday as it strives to develop its scientific and technological capabilities and reduce its reliance on oil. The Hope probe blasted off from Japan's Tanegashami Space Center at 1.58 U.A.E. time, uh, which is 6.58 a.m. Japanese time on Monday for a seven-month journey to the Red Planet where it will orbit and send back data to the atmosphere or about the atmosphere. The first Arab mission to Mars was initially due to launch on July 14th but delayed twice due to bad weather. just over well, just over an hour launch or an hour after the launch, the Proy deployed solar panels to power its systems and establish radio communication with the mission on Earth. There are currently eight active missions exploring Mars, some orbit the planet, and some have landed on its surface. The United States and China each plan to send another this year. The Emirates' Mars mission has cost $20 million, according to the Minister for Advanced Sciences, Sarah Amiri. It aims to provide a complete picture of the Martian atmosphere for the first time, studying daily and seasonal changes. changes. The UAE first announced plans for the mission in 2014 and launched a national space program in 2017 to develop local expertise. Its population of 9.4 million, most of whom are foreign workers, lack the scientific and industrial base of the big spacefaring nations. It's an ambitious plan for a Mars settlement by 200 or 2117. Hazza Al mansouri became the first Emirati in space last September when he flew to the International Space Station. To develop and build the Hope probe, Emiratis and Dubai's Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center worked with U.S. educational institutions. The MBRSC Space Center in Dubai will oversee the spacecraft during its 494 kilometer or million kilometer. 307 million miles journey at an average speed of 121,000 kilometers per hour. So that's right. That's the Space Force. That's the military-industrial complex. It's a breakaway civilization. So as they release the bioweapons, you see them launching off into space. So that's where I want to end this Transmission not talking about the systemic pedophilic abuse that's going on, but the fact that we're trying, to re, we're, we're trying to get our heads back to where they should be going. I'm not saying going off planetary and, and, and doing that is what we should be doing, but we should all be trying to come together, work together, and at least figure out and help one another, not destroying stuff. There's got to be a better solution and a better world. And if we keep waiting for somebody else to deliver it to us, We're not going to have any say whenever it actually gets here. We have to build our own table. We have to have these discussions. And so, yeah, I get a little frustrated whenever I see uh, injustices happening to innocents. Children being destroyed. I get a little frustrated whenever I see ignorance being accepted. Compliance being suggested. I get a little frustrated sometimes. But I guess that's part of the process. Because we're never going to see the change right off the bat. We just have to keep doing the work and pray that we make our mark. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Authoritarian Infections, Civil Insurrections, and Elite Abuse. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's however they have you guys and gals. I know I went over a whole lot, but not really, you know, I was just kind of trying to talk to you about what happened in between the break and what we're dealing with today. Unfortunately, there is no Instagram live that I can point you guys in the direction to we kind of took a break and shut down. But like I said before, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our Patreon.com board slash Freedom Faction exclusive members program. We have a lot of different things lined up for you guys, but I figured I'd keep it simple as we return from the break. Uh, But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noisera Freedom Faction, out.